time for the Artist Spotlight. The Artist Spotlight from Pioneer 90.1 KSRQ is supported by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Joining me on the Artist Spotlight is Desdemona. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. You betcha. And uh, let's see, we're going to have a couple of basic questions here concerning your artistic endeavors and what you're doing. You uh, are going to be in Roseau, Minnesota as a school residency artist, is that right? This is correct, yes. Okay. And uh, the residency is concerning spoken word. We'll start right there. What is spoken word? So... You know, if you ask <laughs> if you ask different poets or different spoken word artists, they might have a different answer. Mm-hmm. So I'll try to answer it as um, eh, as well as I can. So um, historically, it, it goes back a long ways um, it, because spoken word it, it, it's kind of obvious that it is the word spoken out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, so so generally speaking, you know, it could be considered storytelling um it could be poets it could be someone uh even a speech really um could be considered spoken word um and some some of the american uh spoken word poetry that uh, people might be familiar with has definitely originated from um influences from the harlem renaissance blues or the beat generation in the 1960s um and I think uh, like Langston Hughes might be a poet that a lot of people know, or Jack Kerouac from is one of the beat poets might be familiar with. But then as time progressed and we moved into like the 70s and the 80s, hip hop um, is, is a, definitely a form of the spoken word, right? More rhythmic, right? And includes music, mm-hmm. but it's definitely hip hop has been a big influence on modern spoken word styles and 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 um, expressions and then there there came something called slam poetry and um, it, it's noted that slam poetry was born in the 80s um, and was uh, slam poetry is a competitive um, poetic form uh, where people write their own pieces and perform on stage and compete against other poets to win and this um, is credited to an American poet named Mark Smith from Chicago. He's credited as starting the Poetry Slam in 1984. And that slam grew over that time and um, became a national and in, in international um, competition where poets from all over the United States and beyond would come and compete at a at a poetry slam. So they all competed against each other to win like the best team in the nation. And so spoken. So then, if I say like what spoken word is to me is a form of expression. Um, sometimes in the storytelling realm, um, where I get to talk about things that are important to me. Um, and I think like in this way, it's accessible. We all, all of us on the face of the earth come from a culture that has storytellers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like spoken word is so accessible to basically everyone because originally that's what we all come from. We all are born 
and and hear stories from the time we're little, right? And usually we remember those stories, those oral traditions that right. get carried on, whether it's a nursery rhyme or it's a story, a family story, those things, or even a little song, you know, those things get carried on and passed down. So for me, that's that's what spoken word is. And with all of those those influences that I spoke of, right, wrapped all in one, but everyone can bring their own thing to it, you know, um, you can step into it and, and be like, well, I'm going to write about this. And I don't know if I've heard anyone write about this particular subject, but I'm going to write about it and I'm going to share it out loud. Um, and that's the other key element right there is, is the sharing out loud, right? The, mm-hmm. the, oral, the oral presentation of, of, of whatever it is that you wrote. Have you found in the past that people who create poetry come from maybe two different camps to where they're able to write it down on paper or on a computer screen and they're not really comfortable delivering it. And yet you have folks who do write poetry who have no problem doing it. For sure. I think, yeah, I definitely, totally. I think when I first started, I was, I would get very nervous. Like the, people can get stage fright or mm-hmm. just have nerves about it. Right. Like, Oh, I don't know. I don't want people to judge me and all these different things. Or I'm really introverted. So I'm not, I don't get up and stand in front of people, you know? Um, and I think, yeah, there's definitely that, but I've also witnessed people who have said, I'll never do that, actually do it. And the thing is, is the minute that you give it that chance and you do it yeah I mean you feel those nerves but when you're done it feels so good mm-hmm. to have done it that it prompts you to do it again even though there are those nerves and so yeah I mean those two those two kinds of people do definitely exist but um, I've, I've found that even the most introverted person has the ability to do it and once they do it they realize like the benefit and value of it of the sharing of it for themselves. Um, and it can be a very like liberating and um, uh, um, I don't know, just a very, um, it, it changes something in you. It's hard to describe because right. maybe it's something different in each person, but yeah, it, it, does, it does something. Yeah. <laughs> I understand that completely. And again, my guest is Desdemona, and Des is going to have a school residency in Roseau, Minnesota. Is that at the high school? It is at the high school. Um, on the in the last week of March, I will be up there. Okay, last week of March. Now, when you're in Roseau, what kind of teaching will you do? What kind of uh, format or programming will be done? So. Usually I come in and I do a little bit of an exercise, and this is to help to help me get to know who's in the classroom. And we'll do a, a brief storytelling exercise because my goal is to get people to use their voices. But I want to start off in a non-threatening way. And so we will do a storytelling exercise where I give out some prompts that are questions. That, and they're usually questions that almost anyone can answer. And so you share your question and then you share a, a brief story if you, if you have an answer to that question. And we go around the room and uh, hear those stories. And then we start making those connections. It happens just naturally that like, oh, that story reminds me of this story of mine. And so we start that process of sharing out loud. And I think a lot of times um, writers who are in the beginning stages of writing who haven't maybe written very much before or don't feel like they're a writer, 
this is the moment where it because it's a lot of times people will say, well, I don't have anything. I don't have anything to say. Yeah. And and I totally obviously disagree with that. But without saying I disagree with that, I try to create the space for them to realize on their own that that's not a true statement, that they do have something to tell. They do have stories. They do have experiences. They have questions. Like all of those things are things that we could write about. So then in the following days, I start to get into those things. And I try not to guide exactly what people choose to write about, but I try to lay a foundation or a structure down um, sometimes it's a very loose structure and sometimes it's more rigid. And so that speaks, I think, to different, different learning styles and um, approaches. So I try to give, I try to think about all the different kinds of learners that are in the classroom and try to provide something for everybody. So one day there might be one that's really structured and you're like, ugh, I don't like the super structure, right? right. But the next day we might do something that's a little bit more loose and and um, so it gives you a little more freedom. And some people might really work well with that, and some people might struggle with that. So trying to like give those options and stuff for people, and also to just these are all exercises. Just I always say in classrooms, like if you ever play any sports, you know what do you have to do before you 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 play the game. You have to practice, right? You have to do exercises to sort of get yourself in the practice of playing the game. It's the same with writing. And so we're going to hopefully play a little bit and have fun and see like what, you know, what what does this feel like and just experiment. Um, so I have a variety of exercises or forms and formats that we'll go through. Um, and then also there's a lot of choice, you know, in the matter. We'll do some brainstorming together as a class to come up with ideas. And then they get to choose the ideas really that they want to work with. So I try to leave lots of freedom because I know for myself as a writer, sometimes assignments as write, for writing can be, they can kind of block the ideas from coming. Mm -hmm. And so I try to create an environment where inspiration can get into the room and you can take it and run with it, you know, um, and not feel hindered or like, uh, like suppressed or whatever in any way right. from, you know, saying what is on your mind, um, the way that you want to say it. The school residency, by the way, funded by the Northwest Minnesota Arts Council based in Warren, and that's happening again in Roseau at Roseau High School the last week of March. I have an idea as an icebreaker, and you can use this if you want to. I was a lifeguard a long time ago, uh, like four lifetimes ago, right, when I was <laughs> 18, 19 years old. And I taught swimming, and the biggest obstacle I had was getting the kids in the water. Once they were in the water, they realized this is a lot of fun, you know, and I see that in what you're saying. Once you get them yeah. acclimated and into it a little bit, they realize this is a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally. Yep. Acclimation, very important. So how long have you been involved in poetry? When were you first uh, enamored by it? So I grew up in uh, southeast Iowa, and I had a grandmother who was a poet, writer, and painter, very creative person, um, did a, a, a lot of different things. And my dad, her son, um, um, he was a 
fourth grade teacher. Mm-hmm. And one one summer he took me, he did a summer writer's camp at one of the elementary schools in my town. And he took me, and I was a little too young technically to be in the group, but it was kind of like, well, you're going to come this, to this with me. And he sat me down, and this was early when they when they had the first computers in classrooms. So it was like, whoa, it's a computer, you know? Mm-hmm. And and sat me down, and he told me to write a poem. And I sat there for a few minutes just staring at the screen like, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> and he comes over, and he's like, what's wrong? And I was like, I don't, I don't know how to write a poem. I don't know all the rules and whatever. And he said, forget the rules, just write. And him simply saying, forget the rules, just write, literally opened the door mm-hmm. for me yeah. to just do it. And that day, I wrote a series of little short story poems. Again, I was in like third grade. And so I wrote these short little story poems, and he told me that they were good. And I continued to write from that day on. My grandmother, I would go to her house, and we would write poems together um, or or paint pictures together. She was very nurturing in my uh, creative self. And so that was that was huge for me. And then I just continued to write. I wrote in a journal. I still have journals from like fifth and sixth grade that I go back and read. And I'm like, who is this kid? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what, you know, what I was thinking about. So it's such yeah. a gift, you know. And yeah. so I just continued to write throughout time. And then I started to write songs as I got a little older. And then I got introduced to spoken word kind of accidentally because I was trying to perform around town, but I couldn't find opportunities or I couldn't get anybody to like take me seriously. And so someone told me about open mics and I was like, well, I don't know what an open mic is. And they're like, well, you go and you sign your name on a list and they call you up and you have like five minutes and you do your thing. And and then that's it. And I was like, oh, that's a great like way for me to try to do this. So I started going to open mics. And really, at first, I was sharing lyrics. I wasn't sharing poems. I was sharing lyrics, just speaking them. And then, um, and then I started to write more what is considered spoken word, being influenced by all the local people in the Twin Cities area of like, oh, okay, like, yeah, I mean, this is similar to songwriting. There's a little more freedom in it, because I don't have to have the structure of a song. Mm -hmm. I can kind of do whatever. And so that that is kind of what led me to where I am today. And I started teaching uh, in the realm of spoken word in probably 20, uh, maybe 21 or 22, no, 23 years ago, um, because someone saw me at an open mic and asked me right. to come into their classroom. Yeah. And that's how it all began. Yeah. Yep. The opening of the door right there. Uh, last question. Any guesstimation on how many poems you've written in your lifetime? <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, there is a guy that lives in the Twin Cities who actually kept, has kept track of the number, and he can tell you how many poems he's written. Me, on the other hand, I have no idea. No clue. <laughs> I, have, I have no idea at all. Yeah. Because I also have many poems, partial poems, probably thousands of partial poems that are incomplete or just sitting on my phone mm-hmm. in the depths of, you know, <laughs> digital data. They're in limbo. <laughs> yes, yes. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I couldn't fun. even I couldn't even guess. I mean, because since third grade, I, pff, I still have some of those early writings, but. 
Yeah. Counting them. Yeah. Again, Desdemona will be in Roseau for a school residency the last week of March this month. And again, her appearance and her work funded by the Northwest Minnesota Arts Council based in Warren. Des, thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I so much so appreciate it. I'm really excited about coming up to Roseau. I've been there one other time for another residency, so I'm excited to come back and meet some new students and, and see what we can create together. Artist Spotlight from Pioneer 90.1 KSRQ is supported by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.